With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. to a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes, and today I am delighted to be joined by Lawrence Connolly and Anthony Haggerty, and we enter the age of Ange, Tony Haggerty. <laughs> these games are normally, you know, these are dead rubbers sometimes, you know, these are bounce games, friendly games, played at a pace. Today we've got three thirds of 30 minutes, um, it was a game of three thirds, wasn't it? <laughs> a game of three thirds and to miss quote Jack Nicholson Sheffield Wednesday couldn't handle the youth you know what I mean? <laughs> so there you go there you go, there you go indeed you go. Um, I, I was impressed with quite a lot of the individual performances but uh, straight away Lawrence watching that team watching the energy uh, I think we were kind of pinned back I've got to say in the first thirds but certainly in the second and the third sections of that game um 
despite the youth, we looked confident, assured. We played quite a high line. We were harrying. We were pressing. What was your overall thoughts about the game? Yeah, I mean, we've heard Ange likes a pressing game, played at high tempo, and uh, an absolutely high tempo for a friendly, wasn't it? It was uh, some of the young boys. Well, what a goal from Moffat! <laughs> you, you, you know, Montgomery looked good. Boy Lewis. So, the, and, and, you know, the, the, there looks to be a bit of quality there that hopefully we'll see more of during the season. Listen, three different goal scorers. Yeah, he looks fit as well. He looks, he looks to have lost a few pounds. Uh, Taking his goal well. Uh, yeah, it's a promising start. You know, what more can we ask for? Absolutely. I'm going to obviously bring in our viewers, Tony. We are blessed to have a great cult following, the Axon cult, and they're here in force. The comment on the YouTube page. Green Oyster cult. Mm-hmm. That's the ones, and uh, Twitter as well. Uh, Francie Dubell, you welcome back to the show. You are watching us on YouTube. Anybody watching on YouTube, get subscribing. We were a couple short, 12,500 earlier. We're giving away a, a Verve Platinum Disc for 2.1 million sales of Urban Hymns. It's a real deal. It's a BPI-approved one. Don't ask how we got our hands on it, but we're giving it away. Uh, so get subscribing. By the end of the month, one of you uh, viewers will have that. And uh, Francie Delbellu, who has a liking both for Celtic and Aston Villa, says, very impressed with today's showing. Great pressing, crisp passing in possession. Young Moffat stood out. Now, Lawrence has already mentioned Young Moffat. Uh, let's have a wee chat about him. He's a striking wee player. We love a wee ginger-haired player at Celtic, Anthony Haggerty. What was your thoughts on the kid? That's the first time I've seen him. Wee buzz bomb, wasn't he? He seemed to be everywhere. You mean, obviously, his hairstyle caught the imagination as well. But, you know, he scored a, a beautiful goal. Took it really, really well. But just was keen to impress. And you know what? You, you looked at today, results aren't important. But it was a good one, and it was very enjoyable. You know, you, you've heard the manager talk about various things, and Alan Morrison put in the group chat that we scored two goals from two high regains. You know, so that that's kind of part of the, the manager's gospel there, you know, winning the ball high mm. up the and, and scoring. So, you know, just various things like that, and, it, and it's very early, but it's just, it's just nice to see things like Lauren said there, a Yeti-looking chap, thought Shaw was impressive as well. You know, uh, Moffat really caught the eye. You know, and, and, and a youngster who took his chance to impress and certainly did so. And, and, and I can't, can't overemphasize that his goal was, was cracking. You know, a beautiful goal. And then Odson Edwards scoring there, uh, icing on the cake. But, you know, most people hate pre-season friendlies. And when they heard it was three half hours, they were probably like that. But I think a lot of Celtic supporters would have enjoyed that today. Just to see where we're at and... I see Angie's reign kicks off and, you know, and there were some decent performances there, you know? Oh, there, there certainly was. I mean, Owen Moffat, for me, uh, as I say, it's probably something that um, won't happen this season with the Colts playing. Uh, he was one of these guys who was a bit of an unknown quantity for me, Tony. So to watch him, um, and as you say, he was looking for the ball at every opportunity, confident on the ball, um, quite tricky when he got it. He liked to take on a man. That finish was outstanding. And yeah. early, earlier on today, both in the pre-match and also in the Axon Bulletin, we were talking about who's going to be the young one to watch, 
Lawrence Haggerty, is he one that is going to go back into the Colts team or do you think he's playing his way? I know we've only seen him for half an hour. I'm not getting over uh, confident or an hour rather. But is he one of the guys that's given a good show to Ange and Ange might say, you know, you could be in the first team squad this season. He's definitely pushed his cause, hasn't he? He's, uh, uh, you know, I'd expect him to see him in the next two games. Uh, you know, I'm one of the guys that likes pre-season friendlies, where it's three-thirds or, or two-thirds or whatever. You know, it's watching Celtic. It's, it's been a while, but something struck me about, you know, both, or sorry, all three-thirds, not both. Uh, the team looked really together, and they pressed hard. They didn't look disjointed, which often you see in friendlies, especially if the games are split into three-thirds. It looks a bit disjointed. They didn't. They seem to have, you know, already be adopting Angie's style across all kind of three three teams that we saw in that game. So that was good. But yeah, I think Moffat's definitely kind of pushed his case and we're going to see a bit of him in the other two friendlies. After seeing that, you, you, you know, Angie's got to keep him in contention, hasn't he, for places in the next two games? You would hope so. And uh, another comment coming in, this time from Ghastly Baz Songs, decent 3-1, Edward. Uh, thoughts Sean Muffet impressed when a player like Shaw comes in the commentary team were talking about the, the fee or otherwise Tony bringing in a player compensation fee etc again he was described as a box to box midfielder sometimes I think that's a bit of a, uh, a lazy description of a player uh, but he seems to fit that bill doesn't he yeah, I mean, he got up and down uh, pretty quickly and smartly. And, you know, he, he ticked the box. You wanted to see him impress, and he impressed. Granted, it's the first uh, the first game under the new manager's reign, but, you know, you would have noticed if he didn't impress. You know, so, you know, it's it's a good sign that, you know, straight out the blocks, you know, he started very well and long may that continue. And I, I also got to say that they did well to recover from the early setback. You know, I'm sure there'd have been a sinking feeling when they went a goal down. First thing that Barkas has to do is pick the ball out the net. You know, I'm not having a goal at Barkas. It was a, a tidy goal, good finish. You know, but they, they played their way back into that game the way the manager wanted them to. And Sean, Sean in particular, caught the eye. You know, Sorrow ran about as well. Moffat, you know, so some right good performances spread throughout the team. And, you know, it all goes well, as Lauren said there, that... There, there seemed a real togetherness there. Even Eddie, when he came on, was looking for the ball, and you know, was, uh, and that was a cracking finish at the end. He was still retaining his sharpness. It's easy for a guy like Eddie not to bother, you know, switch off or go through the motions. But he wanted a goal. You could see that from when he came on. He was making lots of runs, and I think in the commentary they said that it, Joel Edley and the commentator were saying that it's this, it's it's hard when Edward's making runs and youngsters and he maybe picking them out because he's not playing yeah. with it. Caliber of play, which, which I thought was a bit harsh, but when he did get the chance and he made that run and he got the ball, he scored, he scored a lovely finish. So it's nice to see him able to do that. How long can he hold on to him? That's the $64,000 question, isn't it? But you know, good to see him at least looking in the mood. It certainly was because um, I don't know if he has that same kind of knack that Samaras had of looking disinterested sometimes, Tony, <laughs> or if it was genuine dis- disinterested at times last season. Uh, Noel Doran, who of the youngsters stood out for you today? Well, 
you know, there's quite a few of the youngsters that we know a bit about, right? So guys like Leo Connor, because he's been capped, he comes from Manchester United, he's played 40 games last season, so you know about him. Um, Luca Connell, again, played first-team football for Bolton. Colin Watt always goes on about him, so you know a wee bit about Luca Connell. But it was more of the other players that I was impressed with. I thought, you know, even someone like Ben McPherson, who might not have stood out too much, but he seemed strong on the ball. He was happy and confident to take the ball from defence and try and turn it into attack. We see a lot of that from Chris Ayer. I'm not comparing the player uh, to Ayer. But he was previously unknown to me. And I think young kids like that, Lawrence, even uh, you know McPherson, a player I didn't really know much about, has done himself no harm, even if he's going to be part of the Colts squad next season. Um, you know, you, you're kind of thinking he's still, you know, he's given Anne something to think about. Yeah, d- d- definitely. Listen, I don't think there was any players that let themselves down. You know, they were all trying really hard to impress Ange. It looks like they've bought into his system and style of play. You know, it looks like people under, you know, had instructions before they went on the park and understood them, which wasn't always the case kind of last season. If they, they get a season in the Colts playing the same style of football, it, you, you know, they know there's progression now, hopefully to the first team. They can see that. Ange has got the track record of developing youth wherever he's been so it, it's something for the guys to think about you know the, the boy when he Bayern Liam Morris and he was in saying that one of the, the people say one of his big decisions for leaving was he couldn't see a pathway so so hopefully this kind of puts an arrest on the, the loss of the young talent yeah you know, well obviously a lot of them get the run out there it, it, they've got to be absolutely buzzing haven't they you know it's playing for Celtic for the first time We've seen a lot of that though, Lawrence. A lot of the young kids leaving. You know, even Ocoflex in the summer away to West Ham, that pathway previously was not there for the young kids. And now, even if they're not going to be part of the first team this season, they're playing competitive football. They're not playing against other 17 and 18 year olds. So I think that's that's massive. Robert Arbuckle comes in. He's obviously been impressed also um, with our new hero, Muffet. And he's making uh, wee Mick Hucknall, he calls on. Well, hopefully. Money isn't too tight to mention, boom, boom, Tony Haggerty, and we can bring in a few uh, players before the Michelin game. I think when we're looking also at some of the other players who we know plenty about, um, I was looking at Soros' performance. Now, he's a player that, you know, you know, largely you think he came in with Turnbull, he done well, but actually when you look back, he fell back out of favour. He didn't play a great deal of games, you know, in the latter part last season, Tony. Is that another wee reminder that, that Soro could well be pivotal uh, to a charge towards uh, a league title next season? Well, you know, he, as you say, he was in and out of the team, wasn't it? That dents your confidence a wee bit, you know, but new manager, new slate, you you go you go again, as Jim would say, you move on, you go again, let's let's, uh, let's see what you've got again. And, you know, I... He, he slipped a couple of times today, didn't he? I don't know if he had the right footwear on. He seemed to be on the floor a couple of times. But, you know, I, I like Sorrow. Everybody likes Sorrow. But there's a feeling that they need a wee bit more brute strength in there to go alongside them. You know, mm. and, I, I, and I like Sorrow as a footballer. I think he's a tidy footballer. But I also think they maybe need, need a bit more height presence in there. And he can, you know, somebody that can maybe just anchor that and let him buzz around but. You know the the one the one thing he 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 always does is he he, he likes a tackle. 
You know, he's not, he doesn't shirk it and he's not going to, and that was the one thing that you thought, right, you'll need to watch yourself moving forward, your natural enthusiasm and exuberance. You know, mm. a bit like me in the chair on Monday, and seemed like I was shuffling <laughs> around and going a bit mental and people couldn't handle, people couldn't handle that. So, but, you know, you're, you're blissfully unaware of these things, but, and, and maybe Sorrow was blissfully unaware of the fact that he was flying in and snapping in, but, you know, he, the, the makings of a footballer are there. He just now has to prove that he's worthy of a, an extended run in the team. And I, I think the boy can play, but I just always feel that he maybe needs some height presence in there alongside him. You know? Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. My, my gut feeling on that. You remember the um, one of the things O'Neill said, uh, actually, with hindsight, was that he felt Celtic had been bullied for far too long uh, by Rangers when, when he took over back in 2000, Tony. Um, and then you start looking at some of the players he was introducing into the Celtic team, and they all had that stature, didn't they? They had that yeah. that athleticism, that strength, the height. Um, and it's not as simple as just getting big uh, players in and, and all that kind of thing. But as you say, you need that balance in Scottish football. You get big, you get good big players in. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, they were an intimidating presence, but they were all good footballers in their own right. You know, they could play. They could play football. So not only did they intimidate, but they were good at their job. You know, they stood up to everything. So there's a difference. No, I'm not talking about just getting somebody in who's big. I'm talking about getting a, a good big footballer in there. You know, both. And they are around. You can find them. When you'll find them. You know, so I think it's important that we have a look at that as well. We have Without to. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Now, Liam Reid comes in and he points out again Muffet really stood out as a player with great potential you mentioned earlier Tony that uh, we lost an early goal we weren't blaming Barkas the goal had been scored before we finished the pre-match uh, <laughs> we, were, we were a goal down before we finished the pre-match uh, Lawrence looking at that side and um, obviously we've seen a bit of Barkas we've seen a bit of Bain there's talk that perhaps Hazard will be going for a loan spell maybe to Dundee where are we with the goalkeeper situation? Are we running with Barkas as a number one, Bain as backup, and then the third choice being one of the younger players at the club? Or do you still feel that we need to strengthen in that position? Uh, for me, Bain's never your number one. I, I think he's had enough chances, and for me, it, it's not that. Uh, and Barkey, as Big Ange calls him, I think it's probably due, due a chance. Uh, again, you know, play him through, see what I've got. But it's, it's a position that's probably as a worry. If Hazard goes out on loan, does it mean we're going to keep Ross Duhan and sign another? I, I just don't see the benefit of keeping Scott Bain. If Barkey's due another chance uh, and has a good pre-season, <laughs> maybe, we don't, maybe we don't need to sign another keeper, but just now I'm probably saying it's a worried position for me and I'd be looking for, for a number one. Still a concern. What, what do you reckon, Tony? I still think we need another goalkeeper, yeah. You know, I, I think... I think the Celtic fans just aren't convinced about Barkas, Barky or whatever we're calling him. The scenario, you know that. And I didn't blame Barkas for the goal, but you know, as you say, the the, the pre-match hadn't finished, and Celtic were a goal down. And I feel sorry for Barkas. Just everything that seems to get hit towards the goal seems to be going in, you know. And I, it's just one of those things. But I would say we still need a a decent goalkeeper there to to come in and maybe. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Take over from the likes of Barkas and Ben because I just think the Celtic supporters are, don't feel confident with either or. They've never fully convinced, you know. But another one that impressed me was Shelda. I've not yes. seen Shelda. Shelda, but I mean, he got rave reviews at Ross County, you know, and he looks, he looks apart, you know, he looks a tidy, accomplished player, and another one who could maybe do with getting a run of games. And you know, under Andrews Lawrence, said Derry, he likes his youth players. He will give them their chance. Now it's up to them to take it. I don't read too much into uh, the result, but I, I look at performances and I look at if a player looks tidy and accomplished and, and, and I picture them in the first team, you know, because there's no pressure there, but the pressure is on the player to impress. And players like Hilda, Moffat, Shaw, Sorrow did today, you know, mm-hmm. which I would fully expect. But it's the first game back. But you just sort of you, you pick up on attitudes as well, you know. And, and all of them seem to have the right attitude. You know, they, they wanted it and play themselves mm-hmm. into contention for a, a regular first team slot this season, which hopefully is what the managers instill in them. Saying there are eleven hoop jerseys there up for grabs. You show me why I should play you against Mitchelland or against Hearts on the opener. You've got between now and then to show that, and it's not long. But you get your attitude spot on. You you can play your way into that Celtic team. It looks as though Lawrence has been called into another discussion elsewhere. Tony, um, now Tam Manny comes in very interestingly because it's a an ex player close to my heart uh, is nearly mocking as you know. And Tam mm. points out that young Owen Moffat is from. Uh, Denny, so that's good to know because obviously we have history with Denny and with Neely Mocking. Uh, now, Lawrence looks as though he might be coming back in. You mentioned uh, Hjelds, Tony. Um, there's another point coming up here from follower Celtic. Good wee game, Moffat. Hjeld looked good. We've heard a lot about Hjeld, uh virtue of, as you said before, John Hughes comparing him um, to Virgil van Dijk and I always think it's unfair for players to get these comparisons at such a young age he's only 17 but you'll remember Tony uh, Held's dad who played for Nottingham Forest uh, Jan Olav Held he played for Forest in the 90s and in the early 2000s and uh, so he's, all, he's obviously from good football and stock and I'll tell you something he, he looked so accomplished I mean there was three or four moments there I took the note that um, he almost played a sweeper's role where you know, he was backing up his fullbacks. He was just sweeping it up. And once he had the ball at his feet, he was just looking up and picking out passes. You know, the the actual age of that player, you've got to forget about it if the ability is there. We spoke about it earlier, Tony, about the young player who um, is maybe too far advanced at this stage to go back to Tier 5 in the coach team. You think Leo Held is that player? I think the manager seems to be giving him every opportunity to prove he's that player. I, I, uh, I'm a, I work on that adage. If you're, you're young enough, you're good enough. You know, if you possess, possess the talent and the ability, you can play. You know, you need to see Sheldon 
in pressure situations. But he looks the part, he looks okay. And I'm, you know my thoughts on these things. You let players breathe. You know, you let them. And if you're going to play them in the team, you know at some point they will make mistakes because of that inexperience. But the only way to get it is to play them. That experience is, is to play them and make them more confident in their own ability. You know, I, I hate the Van Dyke comparison, but if, if somebody like John Hughes has asked a question, then he's given a straight answer. But those kind of things, you just let players breathe and let them mature and let them do their thing. All they want to do is play football to the best of their ability and to the highest standard possible. And if you bring somebody like Hjeld into the Celtic first team, then you, you, the raw material's there. You're going to have to accept it with raw material comes rookie mistakes. And can Celtic afford that this season? I conjecture that they can't. But the only way you're going to find out if the boy can hack it or not is to play him. So that's the catch-22. And the manager likes his youth players, likes to improve them and make them better. That that's what manage, football management's all about. So Ange, that's why he's getting the big bucks to make these kind of calls. Absolutely. I mean, it's great, and I'm I'm a big um, supporter of bringing in youth. It's it's in the best positions of Celtic Football Club, Tony, as you know. But you're playing Mutuland. It could be you know five minutes to go on the clock, and there is no margin for error at that stage. Uh, and that's when. And by the way, I know any player can make errors. So we've seen it time and time again from experienced players. But it's at that stage with the inexperience that you're hoping something like that doesn't happen to a young kid. So it's hard to bring them through and give them the game time when every game is a must win. Um, it was interesting that when they were talking about, about Ross County, the commentator was calling them Ross City on the Celtic TV commentary. So I'm not quite sure um, where he was from and what his knowledge of Scottish football was. Or if it was a Sheffield Wednesday stream that we were just putting on the on a Celtic TV channel. I'm not too sure. Um, but let's talk about Luke O'Connell, just in case Colin Watts tuning in. Lawrence Connolly, Luke O'Connell, um, his international under-21 boss said that he's wasted the last 18 months at Celtic. Uh, last season, he was at Queen's Park. He certainly looks confident on the ball. I don't think he's a runner. I think he struggles to get back um, if we're chasing possession. What was your thoughts on the half hour we saw of Luke O'Connell? He looked tidy enough. He's definitely a footballer. You know, he's got a good touch, good eye for a pass. If he's not a runner, uh, I think he'll need, he'll need to develop that in his game if he's going to stay in Angie's team. It, it's kind of, that, that's what it comes down to. I don't think it would suit Angie's style of football. But, you know, he, he's definitely, I think when we signed him, a lot of Celtic fans will think, yeah, let's see this boy get a chance. And it's up to agree. The last 18 months, did he really get a chance? You know, out and on at Queen's Park, at least it's better than, than, than you know, he's getting some some competitive football. But yeah, I'd like to see the boy get a chance. But if he turns out not to be a runner, I, I don't think he's going to fit in, in Angie's style of play, which is a shame because I think, you know, he, he looks a decent player. But mm-hmm. it's got to be for whatever's best for the team. On Young Held, though, you'll remember uh, the week before John Hughes compared to, to Van Dyke, we were talking on one of the shows. And I said, listen, he's a shout for centre-half next season. You were slated me for it. I did, yeah. John Hughes comes out in the statement the next week and it was the, the headline in the show. <laughs> oh, see, the thing, see the thing, Lawrence, right? Every time you make a faux pas on this show, it ends up as a meme 
on every Rangers website, forum and Twitter page. But when you're as prophetic as you were about Leo Hill, nobody goes back and uh, clips that and turns it into a video, you know? I'm sure uh, Kelvin might, but... <laughs> if but, you ask him. Aye. Well, listen, young Held, Tony's right, you know, experience is the name we give to our mistakes. It's, but remember speaking to my dad about it, the Lisbon Lions didn't become the Lisbon Lions all, overnight. The, the early 60s were terrible time for Celtic, and a lot of the players developed into the players that won the European Cup because of the experience they were allowed time to get. I'm not suggesting I've got years to do it, but we're never going to make players unless we give them the chance to make mistakes or, you know, give them the minutes on the park. And I, I think he's a boy that deserves it. And if they don't get the minutes on the park, they'll leave. That's, that, well, that's what, already the good ones will leave. Yeah, yeah, there's already interest in Held. I think Leeds United um, are looking at him pretty closely. On the point of Luke O'Connell, Tony, um, I might be wrong, but I just didn't feel he had that, that running about him. He didn't have that tempo about him that Ange Postecoglou has gone on about time and time again. It's interesting that Alan Morrison has also mentioned the high regains. Now, I'm using that term as if, obviously, I'm okay with uh, the stats and analysis of football, uh, but I'm going to have it. So the high regains is something that Alan didn't think would have fitted with Turnbull or Griffiths in an Ange Postecoglou team. Do you think Luke O'Connell comes into that bracket? And if so, where does he fit? Because you can't possibly put him from Queen's Park last season to the fifth tier next season. That's a step back for the kid. I mean, this is a boy that played championship football for Bolton. So he's clearly got ability. But as Lawrence has said there, you know, managers, no matter who they manage, it's horses for courses. My dad used to always say that. He ran amateur teams and he always said to me, you need horses for courses. And if Luke O'Connell's not prove, going to prove himself not to be a runner in an Ange Postecoglou team, then you do see him struggling to see where he's going to fit in. So he's going to have to get his head around that, that he might have to put in a shift to go along with the fact that you can pick a pass here and there and, you know, you, you, you can play football. Nobody's doubting your ability, but, you know, ability alone in an Ange Postecoglou team might not, not be enough. You know, you need to do the dirty work too. You need to graft. You know, and I think that's the message he's trying to get through to all the players. And, you know, that they came across in the clip, we don't stop. We celebrate. You know, we don't, you know, we stop at half time and we celebrate when it's over if we win. But he wants you to put in a shift. You know, and people say that that should be a prerequisite. But it's not for every footballer. Because a lot of them, as you say, look disinterested call them lackadaisical, lazy, whatever. The manager will not have that. You have to be constantly on the move or at least thinking about what's happening around you, seeing the game in pictures and, you know, on your on your toes, or, you know, not caught in your heels, on your toes at all times. You know, and if that's the way he wants you to play, then you're going to have to contribute. But he stated that from the off. So it's not as if he's asking you to do something that you're incapable of doing. He's telling you, you will graft, and if you don't graft, you'll not be on my team, regardless of how good a player you might think you are, or I might think you are. If you're not going to give me effort, allied to your skill and ability, then you might know you might not be part of my plans. I think that's fair enough. I think so. I really do. And there's a few points coming in that um, Lee Don Gable, for example, asking if I'm hiding in a cave today. Well, the pre-match was in the studio, and the post-match is in my kitchen. 
Um, for, but for the eagle-eyed amongst you, you'll notice that my clock has stopped, so I need to dig out a double-A battery for that. Uh, the other player I was going to talk about, he's been mentioned in some of the comments, is uh, Ralston. So Anthony Ralston played in Brendan Rodgers' very first game in charge of the club. We spoke about it this morning, this afternoon rather. So he came on as a sub. At that time, he was 17 years of age, Tony. We're talking five years ago. I look at the player today, I don't see how he's progressed from that young player coming through the ranks five years ago. Now, I'm not trying to give him a hard time, but he just doesn't look comfortable yet five years down the line uh, as a Celtic player. What's your thoughts on that? We've just handed him a new one-year deal. Well, do you know what? My thoughts on that would be, let's do a compare and contrast exercise and see where Hill does in five years' time. Right? So take it from now, you said he's 17, the same year, same age as Ralston was when he broke into the Celtic team. Hjeld is breaking into the Celtic team at 17. I bet in five years' time, Leo Hjeld has taken his career to great heights. There are some Celtic players who come in at a young age and you just get that feeling that they might not cut the mustard. Ralston's one of them for me, I think, could be wrong in this, but I trust my judgment. I feel that Mikey Johnson falls into that category too. That's my own personal views, you know. So uh, I just, I've seen enough to suggest that the future probably lies elsewhere. But I think Ralston was given a deal because of the lack of personnel Yeah. at the club. Huh? And it was a needs-must job. Uh, so, again, somebody's made that decision rightly or wrongly. I'll, I'll aware of the fact that I think it might be wrongly. Because I just don't see enough from Ralston to say to me he's a certain starter. No, I'm not a sage yep. like Lawrence who can tell you that Hjeld is a certain starter. You know what I mean? I aspire to be a sage like Lawrence. So but that's just that thoughts. Well, we've got a sage in Lawrence. We've got something of a savant in you, Tony Haggerty. I'm not sure what I am. Uh, Rod, I was going to call him Rod Stewart. Red Scotland, my sight's terrible. The Norwegian boy looked a decent player. Yeah. A massive takeaway from this game is the performance that Leo held. I'm not about to compare him to anybody because I don't think that's no. useful for the player. Uh, but I'm very uh, much looking forward to seeing him developing and it needs to be as part of the first team squad. And uh, finally, Liam Reid comes in to point out that he's glad Ange has given youth a chance. There's an element of the fact that it's a good fit there because Ange likes to work with youth players, but also coupled with the fact that at this moment in time, he really doesn't have a choice because of the depth of the squad, uh, particularly at the back. Now, Lawrence Conley, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Thanks for reminding me that you were the first to say Held was going to be a player. Tony Haggerty, thank you again for joining us on A Celtic State of Mind. And just a wee reminder to everybody, we really appreciate everybody getting involved in the comments section. We know that you're watching on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Um, and I mean, it's an unusual time for us to go out on Axon, but we had 1,200 live viewers um, for most of the part of that broadcast, so we really appreciate it. And if you are on YouTube and you want to win prizes, we're giving prizes away every single month simply for subscribing to the channel. So get onto YouTube, subscribe, and you might win something like a BPI Platinum Disc awarded to the band The Verve for 2.1 million sales of Urban Hymns. Enjoy the rest of your night. Hopefully you will get the result this evening that you desire. And we'll see you again at 12.30 tomorrow on a Celtic State of Mind.
message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.